Welcome, welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad that each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, December 4th, 2020. That's right, it is Mando Friday. And man, we are going to talk some Mandalorian here in a little bit. But as always, we'll go a little bit spoiler free and then we'll jump into the episode. Uh, but I do got another pretty big story that I do want to talk about before we kind of get into that. But as usual, a little bit of housekeeping here before we get going. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Of course, you can always email the show, theenthuselife at gmail.com. I would love to know your thoughts on The Mandalorian this week. Hit me on Twitter with that or please email the show. Let me know where you think it is going because, my goodness, the plot is thickening on the show after this week's episode. So... Let's jump in here first. Non-spoiler, uh, you know, kind of our spoiler-free discussion here. I, I got to be honest, guys. Not much to say other than go watch it. It 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 just continued to push the story. I mean, you know, coming off of last week's episode and kind of the character that was introduced last week and in, in the direction that uh, Mando and the child needed to go. I thought it was going to take a little while for us to get there. I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, a, a towards the end of the season. No, we're in it right now. And on top of that, this was a quick episode. I think it was only like when you look at the time on the screen, it was only like 33 minutes. But that includes intro and credits. And the credits usually tack on about three minutes, three to four minutes. So you got a short episode here. And uh, the guys in our Discord were saying basically like, don't blink. Because if you do, you're going to miss something. And, and sure enough, this episode has a lot to unpack so strap yourself in get ready um this is a great episode just a fantastic episode throwbacks to old things from the old movies to um some of the current things happening now um even like i'm gonna say new villains but like there's such a throwback that is so cool that i mean immediately i was like oh i was like i was literally like the um the dicaprio meme where you know i was like pointing at the screen like that was me in that moment it, it's man great episode go watch it there's my spoiler free uh review not much there to dig into other than you gotta watch it right i mean i can't really talk that's the thing about the show you can't really talk about it Spoiler free, other than saying like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it because there's just so much in there. When when you you know uh, when you watch it to talk about it, you can't do it without spoiling anything. Um, so let, let's let's shift past that and, and real quick before we get into the spoiler territory, uh, big story yesterday, and this is non Star Wars, but uh, it kind of goes back to kind of the movies and kind of the the state of the movie theaters right now. And if you remember, um, just. About a week ago, or two weeks ago, it was actually a bit longer than that. About two weeks ago, um, they had announced that War or um, that uh, Wonder Woman eighty four was going to launch simultaneously in theaters, select theaters where available, basically where they're open, and on HBO Max for a month. So for a limited time, you could watch it exclusively on HBO Max and in theaters, day and date release. Well, Warner Brothers has now come out and said that all of their movies. All of their movies in 2021 are going to do exactly the same thing. So you're going to have a handful of movies. And I'm, we're, we're not talking just like small movies. I mean, there's some big name movies in here. We'll be launching on HBO Max day and date in 2021. Some of the big names, I mean, the one that immediately jumped out to me that was like almost shocking because the amount of money they can make off this movie in theaters is insanity. And I mean, I would love to know the amount of money that HBO is paying them to uh, to show this. And that's Matrix 4. 
unbelievable. It's just going to be available on HBO Max. Like, what is the... We need to know some money figures here. I need to know what the breakdown is. Because just think about the amount of money Matrix 4 could, could make in theaters. Another huge one that they spent so much money on is Dune. Dune, a movie that is, you know, so anticipated. So many people want to see that movie as well. And the amount of money, again, they can make in the theaters coming to the little screen with HBO Max. Now, I think, see, I think that's the key point is like, come when Dune comes out next Christmas, right? Let's say movie theaters are open all over. Like, then it boils down to what is your choice? Like, do you want to sit at home? Maybe not spend any extra money than what you normally spend? Because maybe you already have HBO Max, right? And so it's like, do I want to go spend an extra, like in my case, if my wife and I go, you know, do I want to go spend 30, 40 bucks, you know, getting snacks and tickets and all that? Or do I want to just sit at home? It boils down to, do I want to see it on the huge screen or do I want to see it on the little screen? A movie like Dune, probably going to go to the theater to see that. Same thing with Matrix 4. If I have a choice, I probably will. But other movies on this list are uh, Tom and Jerry. You know, I mean, probably watch that with my kids. Godzilla vs. King Kong. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's a movie, no way in hell I could get my wife to go see that in the theater. But... I'll watch it on HBO Max, definitely. A new Conjuring movie, the new Space Jam, uh, the new Suicide Squad, like that that movie. I mean, you think about how much money can be even made off that in theaters. Again, hitting the small screen. I would love to know what the breakdown of the money is because there's a lot of big name movies. You're like, I almost wonder if it's, I think like Xbox Game Pass or even like PlayStation Plus or even Xbox Live Gold, any of those games that go on that. Microsoft pays the developers and the, or the publishers when someone actually downloads the game. So let's say a game comes out and nobody downloads it at all. Nobody loses any money, basically. Like Microsoft doesn't have to pay the publishers any money and it is what it is. I believe it's based on the downloads itself that they get paid. So in this case, I almost wonder if they're tracking then the stream. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, hey, Matrix 4 is on there. You know, if it only streams X amount of times, then they pay X amount of money. That probably is a breakdown of it. It's probably not just like one lump sum. Um, but you know, it's kind of unprecedented in movies. So I don't know. I, I just think that's kind of crazy, but yeah, I mean the list, like I said, matrix Four, dune, uh, the new space, space jam, a new legacy, the conjuring, the devil made me do it. Tom and Jerry Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, mortal Kombat, the little things like there's a lot of things in there that are, um, going to be hitting HBO max. I mean, the amount of movies are, it's like every couple weeks you could be watching a brand new movie on HBO Max in 2021 from Warner Brothers, which then makes you wonder, like, are other companies going to do something similar? Maybe make a deal with Amazon or Netflix? I don't know. You know, and, I mean, who knows? We may find, you think about, like, years ago when music was super pirated. I mean, we live in a state now where, let's face it, a lot of movies are pirated, right? A lot of people are doing that. And it wasn't until Apple said, hey, we're just going to charge such an insignificant amount for this music that suddenly we're going to form it into a business model. Maybe this is the way to do that. Maybe by saying, hey, you could pirate the movies, but you know what? Eh, get an HBO Max subscription. You, you get all these other HBO things, plus you get to see these brand new movies. People may do that, and that may be the path to kind of stomping out illegal streaming of movies maybe, right? Because that's kind of what happened to music. They kind of got rid of music that way uh, with iTunes. I don't know. Kind of a weird thing, kind of a weird state. Uh, but we'll see kind of how it goes, and, and hopefully it's good for both parties. And uh, you know, even us as viewers, hey, whatever, man. Like I said, there's going to be movies here that I'm going to see that I probably wouldn't see otherwise, uh, especially day and date. 
and it'll give me something more to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> it's got a little little personal uh, personal thing there, being able to do that. But uh, all right, let's shift gears back to the Mandalorian. So this is spoiler territory. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, obviously come back to this after you've watched the episode. But trust me, you want to watch this episode. There's a lot happening here. Here we go. Chapter 14, the title of the episode is The Tragedy. And yes, my friends, there is definitely a tragedy here. And hey, I went on the record, was it last week, saying Moff Gideon is going to kidnap the child at the end of this season. We couldn't even get to the end of the season. I mean, it didn't even take the end of the next episode and he already had him in his clutches. Like, I didn't think it was going to happen this quick. I knew it was going to happen at some point, obviously, with the tracker on the Razor Crest. Um, but, you know, it did happen. Now, I didn't know. I guess we can assume then the informant was Boba Fett, right? I mean, he had Fennec in his clutches, who, of course, Fennec comes back. We thought she was dead. Working now with Boba Fett because he saved her. Um, I love that one quote. He says, you know, that he was he was left in Tatooine for the dead, and sometimes the wretched gets saved by fate or something like that. So, like, that's him kind of acknowledging that he was left for dead, obviously, in Return of the Jedi when he kind of went, and you know, into the belly of the beast was able to save himself, and then, of course, he saved Fennec, and now she is in his debt uh, to work. Seeing him just, in general, kind of being that Boba Fett character was awesome. Uh, obviously, that actor, um, you know, played the clones, essentially, so we, we've seen his face, but kind of seeing him all grizzled and his head all scarred and all that. Um, I love the acknowledgement of Jango in this, and we kind of learned that Jango received the armor uh, from the forebears of the Mandalorian, and that his dad actually fought in the Mandalorian Civil War. I thought that was cool, kind of giving us some backstory there. And then the armor, of course, was handed down to him. Um, you know, as the episode goes on, we get to see just what a badass he is. Because I'll be honest, like, it was super cool to see him don the armor again and see him put that on. And I mean, the guy has knee rockets. Like, that was crazy, right? Seeing so see him shoot some knee rockets out. Um, I mean, even seeing him take out those ships. We're going to put the visor down, took out the top ship, which then crashed into the second one. And, of course, he says, I meant to take out the other one, which, come on, you know you meant to take out that top one. I just thought that was cool. Um, but the Boba Fett fighting without the armor, I think I liked more. He was, I mean, that weapon he had, I've never seen anything like that in Star Wars. Like, that was kick-ass. He reminded me of Chirrut from Rogue One, the way he was fighting, like swinging that thing around. I remember Chirrut had... Uh, you know, he was the blind Jedi, if you remember, and he had, or no, he wasn't a Jedi, although the jury's out in my head. I think he's a Jedi. I think he was one with the force, um, because the force was with him. He's one with the force. Um, when he had like that bow staff, like that's kind of what this reminded me of, but this thing had like a weird gear with sharp points on it, but then a big point and just cracking through stormtrooper armor was just so cool to see. Man, I mean, you think about like how many gunshots you see shot at armor and it just kind of blasts it a little bit, leaves a little black stain. I mean, there were pieces of armor flying from this and just the way he moved. I mean, he looked like a Jedi almost himself, the way he was he was fighting. Um, I loved it. I love that Boba Fett. Like, it makes me think like we're going to see people dressed as that character in the 501st. I mean, I, I just... I. I it's going to happen. Like I, I'm going to give it about a week and I bet you his costume is already up on our costume database and people are going to be dressing as that character. I want to dress as that character. I'd rather dress as him almost than I would just generic Jedi. Like that weapon was so freaking cool. It was kind of just like bent too. So kind of like had a, you could tell it just had a lot of arc where you kind of whip it around. Um, loved it. Um, 
Tython itself, we didn't really get a lot of glimpse of the planet of Tython, but you know, the arrival there, uh, you know, you could kind of get a good little glimpse of it. I'm going to be honest, like I don't really remember it too much from the video games. I mean, I remember it as a place and going there, but I don't really know the, the geography of it, you know, by heart. Um, but at least the monument that they went to really looked like something you would see in a Star Wars universe. So I think just it looked really neat. It was on top of the mountain. The the image of Grogu and Mando flying there was awesome. I love that that little scene where he's just like, oh, we're gonna have to fly with the windows down. And they fly there. The the effects of what happened when Grogu finally like activated the site of this like force field. I mean, I hate to kind of use that, but it's almost like a pun saying that it's a force force field kind of around him. I would love to know what was happening there. Like what, what was going through his head? What, I mean, we know he's obviously reaching out to other Jedi, but like, is he, is that just like some sort of pulse where it's pulsing other Jedis to kind of tip them off to this major, I don't know, like release of force power, I guess, if you want to say, and then whoever can feel it, somehow taps into him and I don't know if they're actually communicating or if it's just like like a beacon for them to go to and and you know just by fate fate somehow um ignites someone else's sense of it and it becomes a beacon and they just feel obligated to to track it down I don't know and again you know the the speculation's out who it could be since we did the last episode I don't think I talk about this I had a couple people on Twitter mention that Cal Kestis would be a good one I remember he's the one from Jedi Fallen Order that's a good one because we know that actor that played Cal in the video game. I mean, it's a real life actor. I mean, he's not somebody they just made up. I mean, they they used his likeness in the game. So that could be somebody I could really see. I mean, Ezra, I would still like to see because I think having Ahsoka involved, I think that would be great. But I think bringing Cal in, a, an actual character we know, um, you know, that actor himself, I think could, could work. Might even It's almost more logical to bring him in but you know i the the question is how many people know cal kestis being that it was a video game i don't know you know and maybe it wouldn't hit as hard if you bring cal and people are gonna be like okay this is just some random jedi but no it's not he has this whole story for people to play the video game but speaking of things from video games appearing the dark troopers holy crap like this was epic man like i didn't catch on that that's what moff gideon what we saw at the end of the episode last week, like I didn't pick up on that, or was that last week or the week before? I didn't pick up that it was the Dark Troopers there. These come from the Star Wars Dark Forces video game. Like that is incredible. That's why I love this show. There are so many nods to other things outside of just the typical trilogy, you know? And we heard, like they always say, when Disney bought the rights, they just threw out the whole expanded universe. You know, anything that's come before outside of just the main movies and, and Clone Wars, of course, gone. Forget it all. Like, it's all out. Of, just don't even think about it. It's no longer the history. But slowly, piece by piece, they've been bringing things in. Like, we had Thrawn come in. Um, you know, all these just very, very cool things that people enjoy. They're finding ways to weave them kind of through this. And such a just a simple thing of the Dark Troopers, they just make sense in this universe of course Moff Gideon's gonna throw him down I mean we saw him put a whole fleet of troopers down the troopers get taken down by a rolling rock coming down the hill which by the way I'm a bit insulted as a stormtrooper myself a little bit insulted that the rock I mean especially the one the very bottom of the giant like machine gun uh, or gatling gun 
come on, you saw the giant boulder coming down the hill. You got to move, man. Uh, so John Favreau and crew, like, come on. You know, the troopers, are, I think, would be a little bit smarter than that. But regardless, they get taken out. And so, like, he needs something better to combat. And obviously, the dark troopers are it. We didn't even get to really see them fight. All we saw them was them come down, walk towards Grogu, take him, gone. Um, I'm sure we're going to get some epic dark trooper fights coming soon. Obviously, now they can sell a bunch of toys of the dark troopers. Um I thought they were great. I thought they looked really, really cool. And just adding like another new droid to the universe that we can just just enjoy as Star Wars fans. I thought that was so cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, you, you know, uh, Grogu using some force powers at the end, which, which hold on. By the way, like just Grogu being captured, it sucks. You know, I mean, we knew it had to happen at some point. Uh, Moff Gideon was going to get him. But the scene of him in... The prison, basically in the prison cell, um, I thought that was just like, wow. Like, we've, we've never seen Grogu use the Force that way. I mean, potentially, like, here, here's a thought. Like, we knew he could use the Force. He knew he could use the Force, obviously, and had done some small things, but never did anything on the scale where he's tossing troopers around a room. And each, I mean, he was tossing them like, like ragdolls. Maybe, maybe him sitting on that stone actually act like reactivated his powers. You know, maybe he just was so reluctant to use them and suddenly now kind of thrown in the situation. He's using them, which makes me wonder, brings up that idea of Grogu potentially turning to the dark side at some point that, you know, when Moff Gideon tells the the troopers, like, hold on, just let, just let him go. He knows that that Grogu is tapping into his anger, you know, and into his fear. And what leads to the dark side is anger and fear and having him uh, use that that was kind of his way of like, no, 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 let him go. Like, you know, let him go down this path, which then brings up the question, what does Moff Gideon know about the dark side? Like, was has he been trained? We haven't seen him use any powers yet, but for him to know that, he has some sort of knowledge in what it takes to go down that path. And I don't know, like, I, I just, I want to know what Gideon's path is. I hope, or past is, I hope we get some sort of, Moff Gideon prequel book or something because he had to. I mean, he clearly is working, I think, with the Emperor creating these strand casts, you know, which was Snoke, which we saw in Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. Um, what is, you know, it, does his knowledge just come from knowing that the Emperor needs to create Snoke, needs, needs to create Snoke-like strand casts? Or, you know, is it that he himself maybe wants to find some sort of Force powers. I mean, Dr. Pershing, who is the one who is, uh, you know, doing, he's kind of that clone doctor. Is he actually going to take this and also inject it into Moff Gideon? Are we going to get some sort of scene like that? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, whew, man, so much, so much to think about there. And I'm sure we'll be speculating about that here for weeks, uh, weeks to come. Um, you know, now, uh, what's interesting, I think, is that. The Razor Crest gets destroyed, which pulled one out for the Razor Crest. Just, I mean, we've seen that ship go through some hell, but holy crap, I mean, it is gone. Like, it's destroyed, and I thought it was, it was, you know, pretty neat that the Beskar is what stayed, which also then the little ball that Grogu played with, that survived the explosion as well. Is that made out of Beskar then? Maybe it is. I mean, we haven't had confirmation, but I would assume then it is if it was able to survive. Um, but now, Boba Fett and Fennec are in... The Mando's debt, which I think is cool, 
and they're flying on the Slave 1, which is just awesome seeing the Slave 1. So that now is Mando's ship, essentially. Um, so now we have this trio of characters that are basically going to be, I, I'm assuming, traveling together. So I think Boba Fett now is in the mix as a main character here. Uh, moving forward, they go back and talk to Cara Dune. And he says they need to get Miggs Mayfield, who of course is Bill Burr's character from that prison episode last season. I think it was like episode five or six. Um, great episode. And I think it's awesome seeing his character come back. I loved that character. I mean, it it was like written for Bill Burr, just the way that he is. Um, now, I haven't gone back and watched when Kara's kind of flipping through all those uh, prison or all those other criminals, if you want to say. Guarantee you there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. I mean, I'm recording this literally minutes after watching the episode. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of little Easter eggs of characters from other, you know, Clone Wars, all that stuff in there. So um, I want to go back and kind of stop on each of those. Um, but his character, like they're they're basically bringing him in to bust him out so that he can help him find uh, Moff Gideon's ship. Um, so you know, it's cool we're gonna get him back. So I mean, we're gonna have this this just group of Migs, Mando, Boba Fett, and Fennec. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I mean, Kara, we see now she's kind of like the marshal of uh, of what's it, Tatooine or wherever they were, not Tatooine, but um, you know, she's I don't know if she's gonna come along for the ride, but man, like this, we're, we're on it now. Now we got to go back and save Grogu, which makes me wonder, like, when is that going to happen? Like, is, is this going to be the end of the season? I mean, how many episodes we got left? This is episode 14. Um, I think they might be going longer this season. We might be going 10. So, I mean, is there only two or three episodes left? I, I don't know. Um, but I, I can't get enough. Like the, the show now, the plot is really unveiling itself. Things are just getting much more interesting than they had been. You know, before, you know, it was kind of the slow burn. Now things are happening fast, fast and furious. And, uh, man, it's going to be a, a rush to the end, I think, with this episode or with this season. So let me know your thoughts. Please email the show, theenthuslife at gmail.com, or please hit me up on Twitter. We can start a discussion. I know we're going to be talking about it in the Discord here. We usually wait about a day or so, and then we start getting into some spoiler territory. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I want to know your thoughts on where it's going. What did you think of this episode? What do you think of Boba Fett? Um, uh, man, like just, just great. Ah, I, I love it. I love new Star Wars. I know you guys hear me say this every week, but just having new Star Wars to talk about and to just discuss is fantastic, especially this year, not having a movie. I mean, I guess we had that the year before last. So, you know, we had Rise of Skywalker last year, the year before we didn't really have anything. We were going into solo in the spring, um, but like I, I, as a star Wars fan, I mean, we had a drought for so long and then suddenly now, you know, or suddenly with force awakens, it was like every year we had new star Wars to discuss and then the movies went away, but now we have the show and it's just, I love it. Like this time of year, Christmas time for whatever reason, for whatever reason now. And I think it's probably just because that's when they started releasing these films here in the, in recent years, it just brings the star Wars feels to me. Like it just feels like star Wars this time of year. And I love it absolutely love it so i'm trying to think if there's anything else man i want to say there was something else that, that i wanted to bring up big here but now i think let, let's oh the little <laughs> when he's in prison the little shackles i love it the little shackles on grogu i want like a i think like a pop figure with the shackled grogu would be awesome i definitely would pay some money for that uh but all right let's let's wrap it up there Again, some of your thoughts. I know this is going to be a discussion that's going to be happening here for days. 
And, uh, you know, lots, lots to discuss. Uh, big thanks, as always, for GamerGoo for supporting the show. Again, go to GamerGoo.com. That's that antiperspirant for your hands. So right now, with all these new games coming out, next week we got Cyberpunk coming out. I don't know how intense some of that combat's going to be. I mean, some of the footage looks like it's going to be pretty intense. GamerGoo can get you covered. Gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty hands on that controller. Head over to GamerGoo.com. You can check out all the other scents over there. Like I always say this time of year, it is a great, inexpensive gift for that gamer in your life. Hell, even for like nice little stocking stuffers. Uh, check it out over there. See all the different scents they have. The peppermint, the teakwood, the cinnamon, orange. Bunch of different ones. And uh, if you do decide to purchase some, be sure to use my promo code TELL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. You can find that link down in the show notes. Again, GamerGoo.com, use my code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's it for me. Hope you have a great weekend. And until next week, we'll catch you next time.